1: What's up? Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast presented by Points Bet. Use that code CHGO to live your bet life. What's up guys? Adam Hogue, Nicholas Moriano. We got Will DeWitt in the bubble down there. If you're watching on YouTube, what's going on, guys? Nothing much, Adam. How are you? You know, I'm a little flustered this morning. First of all, it's f- was well now it looks like it's sunny outside, but it was foggy It's it all hell yeah. in Chicago today. <laughs> Uh, my my son likes to say froggy for some reason. he will be like, it's froggy outside.
2: Okay. So I I do get a <laughs> kick
1: out of that when it's when it is foggy. And then it took like forty
2: five minutes to park today. That and I had about an hour and a half drive from Vernon Hills to here. So I don't know what was going on. I don't highway. know either because I also drove from Vernon Hills. And it took forty minutes. So, <laughs> I, and then it took me forever to park too. So it's like it's I thought I had an early start to my Tuesday and traffic said no not today. And Will, how is nope. traffic at your house?
0: <laughs> uh, from the upstairs to the downstairs, a little congestion with the baby, but overall, uh, not too bad. But by the way, Adam, that's just a Nick thing. He, uh, We kind of rendezvous sometimes between you know locations, and my map will say turn right, and you'll save 20 minutes, and Nick just keeps on going. Maybe loud. it's the
2: Samsung shit. thing, because it's... Uh... I don't know. Maybe it's a Samsung thing. That would explain it. I use
0: Google Maps. I use Google Maps. So I think you should have that app available to you, and you wouldn't have that problem. (laughs) But guys, I'm frustrated too. What's this headline about Cole Komet for? Where's the horse that hike?
1: Who? (laughs) that's actually a really good uh segue to what i want to start the show with though because uh you had the national championship game last night congrats to kansas for getting the win and then that's followed up with one shining moment so i want to talk about one shining moments uh, not only in bears history but also in our own athletic lives i don't want to say careers just lives um but jesper horstead might qualify with that a catch he had in Vegas this year. That was a nice touchdown catch.
0: He may, but that's not the one that came to mind for me, Adam. If I'm looking at a Bears, you know, one shining moment, I'm going all the way back to 2009. It was a game that I was at, Bears-Eagles, and it was the first Khalil to make his impact. Khalil Bell, that 72-yard run help bring the Bears wow. to the victory. I remember everyone thought it was Matt Forte in the building. Like, oh, look at Matt go, and you see on the Jumbotron. Like, that was not... Matt Forte, but Khalil Bell, who 72 yard touchdown helps the Bears uh, beat the Eagles. I believe that was Monday night football or Sunday night. It was definitely a night game, but that's definitely the first one that came to mind.
2: Mine also happened in prime time for the Bears moment. I'm thinking of and it's Devin Arena should do against the walk off like touchdown against the Minnesota Vikings. I was at that game. My uncle took me. I think that was I think it was a Monday night game. If I'm not mistaken. First Monday night game I have ever been to. And Devin Roman should do right down the middle of the field. Color connects with him, and I don't know if he really did much after that. But Devin I feel like Aroma everybody that remembers is... Devin Roman should do from that play. Yeah, absolutely. Now you say that. Although I have to, I
1: that is a name I probably would have never thought of again in my life had you not <laughs> said it right there. Though I'm glad
2: I can bring it up.
1: But uh, uh, mine, I got to go with my guy Ahmad Merritt, who's uh, now coaching wide receivers mm. in, at Lake Forest. Um, but The end around he had in the playoff game against the Eagles back in 2002. So 2001 season, January of 2002 playoffs, uh, the Bears lost that game. But their only offensive touchdown in that game was an end around to Ahmad Merritt that he scored. And I believe that was his only touchdown in the NFL.
2: Wow. Wow. So that, I mean, that's definitely a shining moment (laughs) you're done um but we also wanted to do like you know personal ones too as well so adam how about you kick it off okay so i'm actually going to give you two which i guess is
1: is not the point (laughs) in the segment but um uh, actually i'll just give you one that's fine i've dunked one time in my entire life on a legitimate 10-foot hoop okay it was in college at wisconsin Wisconsin uh, had a player that was – he was there briefly, but he was from Illinois. His name was Darren Williams, um, different one. But uh, he was at Wisconsin. He was actually – he was hyped-up player. He was like 6'5". I think he ended up transferring to like northern Kentucky or something like that. But um, he was on campus my freshman year, and he was at the gym, and we just started playing a game of horse. Like me versus him, okay. and like I could shoot okay, so I was hanging with him, and he was getting frustrated. So we're right at the end; he can eliminate me with one more letter, and he just takes the ball and he goes up for this massive dunk and just slams it. It's like up, oh, up. Oh, that's gonna that's do gonna it. do it. Seems like it's uh you know that should be against the rules. You just dunk like against somebody <laughs> who can't dunk. But I was always close, and so I'm not gonna say it was pretty, but I did get up there. And get the ball in over the rim for my only career dunk to keep it going. What ended up happening? I lost. I still okay. lost the game. But, but hey, <laughs> that dunk,
2: that dunk was my one shiny moment. That's awesome. I can't say that I've ever dunked. Um, Will. <laughs> so, uh, what? What about you?
0: Yeah, you would need like a ladder wouldn't you Nick? I got. I got <laughs> hops.
2: I just. I mean, you know, give me a couple more inches. Just I think I got five, it. Six. Five, six, I've eight. <laughs>
0: I saw you during leg day. You, you got a vertical going for you. Uh, but no, my one shining moment uh, was eighth grade when I was still playing uh, Pop Warner football as the year I did cross country uh, and football at the same time. Uh, we were losing uh, to uh, the town is called Tri North. I actually think it's like three different towns put together. Uh, There's only like five seconds left, 90 yards to go. And I'm playing quarterback that season. Uh, and I look over to my coach for the signal and he gives me a fist, which means call your own play. And he kind of gave up on us, uh, as you can tell. Uh, we had this end-around play to the running back that kept working uh, to the left, but we just couldn't break it. And I thought, you know, if we get one more blocker, uh, I think we can do this. So I tell everyone in the huddle, you know, A, do your damn job, and B, we're going to fake this pitch, and I'm going to go behind the running back, and he's going to be my next lead blocker, and let's go win this game. And that's exactly what happened. All I, remember, I just black out, and I'm getting to the end zone area. I have to dive over to the guy for the pylon, roll in there, and I just hold the ball up, and everyone picks me up, and – kind of you know walk off style and I have a photo of that. It's one of my fondest memories. So very first thing that came to mind. That's my one shining moment, like a ninety yard running touchdown scramble for a quarterback walk off style. Only that's one awesome. of the whole year, by the way.
1: That's way nice. That's way cooler than mine. Uh, uh nobody <laughs> believes mine by the way. I'm looking <laughs> at the comments. The ch- <laughs> nobody is believing me. I don't think people realize that I, I that I, I'm actually six three and can still touch the rim. According like, like, to Olin
2: like you're not 6'3" but I think Adam yeah, is a legit Olin,
1: 6'3". Yeah, Olin didn't measure me. I no, I <laughs> that I'm not I should actually be able to dunk a lot easier than I it's actually sad that I've only dunked <laughs> once in my life because I am tall enough that I should be people want receipts. I you know what? I I can't I can't give you what. I, nobody was videotaping <laughs> this. I do have another one with receipts though, which was it we used to play – so there's two student newspapers at Wisconsin. One was called the Daily Cardinal one was called the Badger Herald. And every year we play a flag football game against them and uh, a softball game in the spring. So I was on the Daily Cardinals staff, and it was like a one-run game, and I made like a diving catch at the oh. end of the game to, to win it, to seal it. There is a photo of that. I will tweet it out later for those of you who Take want that. receipts <laughs> on that one. So uh, – but that's pretty much. That was going to be my other okay. one shiny moment. So, my one and a half shiny moments, we'll call it, since nobody believes the first one.
2: Go ahead. Well, Nick. Will we see uh, that in the CHGO Softball League? I mean, <laughs> we, we have that going, so that's going to be fun. I think it starts. I'm going to have to be the month. ringer on
1: the team. Okay. I just cannot commit to being there every week, but I'll show up every once Okay, in a while, cool, cool. Get you some slap singles and catch the ball. That's all I can do. I'll play Sounds solid good. defense and get on base. Okay, we, we'll take it. Just don't expect any power. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, my one shining moment, it was freshman year's first touchdown I ever scored. And I believe it was against Glenbrook South, Glenbrook North, Won the Glenbrooks. Um, we're down Waukegan. We weren't very good at football at all. And our quarterback, his nickname, I think it was booty. I don't, I don't know the exact reasoning. John David booty. Uh, just booty. That's a, okay. like, Hey booty. And then I was running a wheel route from the slot. And it just so happened that the corner was playing too far up, got behind him, and I see the ball. I'm like, oh, this is actually coming to me. Elevate over the defender, and he's, like, draped over just my, my waist. And I'm not the biggest guy. Still not. And I was able to, one, just kind of show him on the ground and just run down the right sideline. And all my teammates are, like, going towards the end zone. They pick me up. It was, like, one of the few touchdowns we scored all season. So... To score on, like, a 70-yard pass play. And I think we still lost by, like, two touchdowns. But in that moment, we were winners for a few seconds. So that would definitely be the, the one shining moment. That's awesome. Nice little wheel route. Yeah.
1: Love it. I like how you guys were on, like, actual teams. And I'm just like, yeah, I was hanging out at the gym and <laughs> then playing in a softball. <laughs> hey, you dunked. A, a, a newspaper softball game. And, <laughs> and here comes Kevin Kadick into our – Oh, what's, what's he saying? He gave wow. us a super chat. He says the Badger Herald is greater than the Daily Cardinal. Mm-hmm. Weird, because we I there? think we went eight and zero against them in the uh, four years I was there. Oof. 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 Wow. Ooh, ooh, wow. Kevin, I mean, where's Kevin? <laughs> Kevin. Yeah. I mean, in that rivalry, we were the Packers. You were the, the Bears. team that we're actually talking. We're gonna yeah, be talking about in a little bit. But Kevin, <laughs> Kevin and I weren't there at the same time, so maybe they were better when he was there. But uh, sorry, that's all I can say. All right, um. We we do have some things we want to get to football wise <laughs> for you today, but um, we did we thought that was a good idea coming out of the national championship game last night, and um, what a good
2: it was a heck of a comeback. It hurt to watch Adam because I was betting all all year long on UNC all tournament long, and getting some decent money and using points bet. Of course, I decided to take the over on Caleb Love, eighteen points scoring. It would have gotten me like. I think 500 bucks or something like that. And he was injured. That was the thing though. Oh, he was, he was he injured. Either? Yeah. He, he injured his ankle. And then there was something going on with his back. I early certainly not. I'm like, Oh, this is not good. Caleb love isn't, isn't doing what he needs to do. And he finished with 13 and I actually ended up losing some money, but it was a good game though. I mean, and what I think Kansas was down 16 points at one, you know, one point throughout the game and, you know, come back to, to win the national championship.
1: All right. Well, there was a big trade, that went down yesterday in the NFL, um, and I don't know how it's really going to affect the Bears, but it's like the the Eagles have to be involved in a trade in <laughs> early April every single year, yep. Um, it, it with the draft, so the Saints moved up, and like for a trade that didn't involve any players, just a lot of picks moving around, mm-hmm. lots to sort through. Um, but the Saints ended up with the sixteen. And the number nineteen overall picks, uh, the Eagles go back to eighteen, and I mean, there's a whole other amount of picks in there. But the they end up getting another first round pick next year. So yes. for the Eagles, who, wait, they have three first round picks before, right? Now they have two, mm-hmm. and, then, and then they'll have two yep. next year. Um, so it might help them get in position for a quarterback next year when the quarterbacks are supposed to be a little bit better. And it gives them another year to to look at uh, Jalen Hurts, who I like, but is not necessarily, you know, he's definitely in that category of of young quarterbacks where you're going to have to make a tough decision on whether or not to pay him um, big money when you get to that point. Uh, And meanwhile, the Saints now have a couple picks at 16 and 19. Um, And, man, it must be nice to have draft capital. (laughs) Must be nice. But we don't know anything about that here.
2: Well, I, I look at how this maybe could affect the Bears with the Saints right now. Like, look at their needs. Like, they just lost to Ron Armstead, so you take a tackle off the board potentially. And they do need wide receiver help. So, I mean, if that is that another wide receiver that comes off the board? Because they are looking to I still be competitive now. They were in on Deshaun Watson, right? So they wanted to go get a quarterback to compete right away. And now that you have two first-round picks in this year's draft— Maybe they take one of those offensive players that the Bears, that maybe wouldn't fall to them, but just takes another player position of need from the Bears. So, yeah, another trade. But like you said, Adam, the Eagles are always involved in these things in April, March, whenever it happens. But, yeah, maybe that's how it can impact the Bears moving down the road.
0: And I think you guys hit it right on both sides. You know, Looking at the Eagles, they're kind of spreading the wealth of that draft capital between the two years, having two first-round picks in each and they gained that second-round pick in 2024, mm-hmm. so that will take a little while, but that's still another high-draft pick uh, that they were able to put in their back pocket. And then for the Saints, this just screams to me like they're ready to win now, and they think they're just a couple of pieces away. It's like, why else would you give up next year's first round and then the second round in a couple of years? Like That's a lot of serious draft capital in your future. You're you know mortgaging right now, so they must have a few guys in there cloud uh, in that area to kind of you know double dip a bit and really kind of make some headway but yeah I I wish you know there was some draft capital here in Chicago to kind of you know play around with move up move down a a little bit of both but not yet
1: what the Eagles have done the last two off seasons in the situation they were in I mean they had to um you know Make some tough decisions with their quarterback spot, but they managed to stay competitive last year despite trading back and acquiring all these first-round picks. They have. I mean, it's 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 actually very impressive. So they've put themselves. I actually thought that they should have been um, bigger players than the Deshaun Watson trade now yeah. maybe they made the moral decision or or whatever as a franchise to just not go down that road but with all the draft capital they had they could have offered the Houston Texans a lot up front um and maybe even thrown Hurts in the trade too mm-hmm. and and given the Texans an upgraded quarterback so they they're sitting in a good spot for a franchise that was you know really high then Made made the smart decision to move on from Carson Wentz. They're trying to reload on the fly. And meanwhile, like, they were a competitive team last year still with their new
2: head coach, Nick Sirianni. And I feel like the NFC East, too, is like, who's going to win the division this year? I know the Cowboys are usually, you know, they were the front runners, obviously, last year. But you never know with that division, just seeing how it kind of plays out and what the Eagles can potentially do. If Jalen Hurts does take that next step, the Bears will actually, you know, face the Eagles this season. So we'll kind of see how they... One, they're, like like Will said, they're kind of looking, I think, towards a future, to getting that extra pick next year. Um, but I think with, with the Eagles, we'll see, it's all going to depend on how Jalen Hurts really progresses. If he can, then maybe they won't be looking into a quarterback next year. But that pick that they maybe just acquired could end up being their next quarterback.
0: Yeah. Yep. I mean, when I see this, it's just, to me, the Eagles don't have, I would say, the utmost confidence in Hurts, just looking at this trade and Having a backup plan is not a bad thing, you know, whatsoever. And as you guys mentioned, next year's quarterback class is uh, definitely perceived to be stronger than this year. So playing, you know, the longer game here and having a, you know, a fail-safe in case Hurts doesn't pan out or develop like, you know, they would hope.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I, part of the reason why we're talking about this is big news in the NFL, but it just goes to show you that if you are the Bears, if you are Ryan Poles, a trade back, maybe with one of those two second round picks, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Just add add extra picks, even if it ends up like you don't have this first round draft capital to be playing these big trades where you're adding another first round pick next year. But um, you can be adding more and more picks, whether it's you know a third rounder or a second rounder next year, or you know a, a lot of times when you. If you're gonna delay the pick you're getting for a year, you can end up getting a round up,
2: yeah, the mm-hmm. next year.
1: So like that's something that could happen too. I, I think that they need to start drafting players as soon, you know, sooner rather than <laughs> later. But you know, the more you start trading back, the more capital you can gain, and then continue to 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 flip it for more capital next year, maybe. And and so I'm just. All these talks are, are great about trading up into, like, the late first round to grab a wide receiver or whatever, but they just have so many needs. Um, and I think that you're seeing, based on their free agent moves, they're not acting like a team that's desperate to go get one guy right now. Like, Polls is being very measured and patient, and I think that that would serve this franchise well in the draft as, as well.
2: You know what I think, too, like this patience and let's say there was a tradeback scenario and you do get, end up getting a pick into 2023's draft class. So I think that almost aligns with what the Bears are kind of foreseeing for the future for themselves. You can load up on draft capital and have the cap space. Maybe that, you know, sets up for a really big 2023. But, um, you know, just, again, echoing like the, the patience part of it, maybe that's in the works for the Bears. But obviously we'll see if, if that comes to fruition.
0: And it would need to be something that at least I would want it to be worth our while, you know, for like Bears fans, just looking at it. Like I wouldn't give up, say, you know, this year's second to game a fifth this year and then a second next year or even like a fourth this year. And then the uh, that team second next year. I'd rather just stay put at that case uh, with those two second round picks. Uh, I don't think you're going to get a first round for either of them. You'd still have to bundle, maybe get a little bit more back too, but... I would again. If you're going to make a move to draft down, it would need to definitely be something that the Bears can see as a launching pad for you know some moves down the line, and not just you know, trading down to trade down and getting some picks that you know maybe you're not going to get an impactful player at.
1: Well, we got some fun over-unders on the upcoming season uh, coming up next. Hey, speaking of over-unders, the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app. Use code CHGO when you sign up. And if you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. That's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. So you get $2,000 in free bets. Free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our great content, and a free t-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email PointsBet at allchgo.com. We will help you out. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better because PointsBet has live NBA same-game parlays, and for the first time ever, you can build those perfect live same-game parlays Only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. Boost those live same-game parlays so you can watch live, parlay live, and boost live all with PointsBet. Now you can sign up in Illinois. Download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.
2: Our next partner is a product I use on a daily basis, going on twelve days straight now, maybe thirteen. I forget. Uh, but I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to see what the hype was all about, and I've been taking them right after, right before my morning workouts. And honestly, I can feel a difference right away. Olin says he can see the difference, but that's that's on Olin. That's um, that's just him. That's just him. Yeah. Um, with one scoop of Athletic Greens, you are absorbing seventy five quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day off right. The mixture of ingredients helps your immune system, gives you energy, and improves your focus, and that's why I take my Athletic Greens to help me get through my busy day. What's awesome about Athletic Greens is that it costs you less than $3 a day, so you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than that cold brew habit. Also, it helps support better sleep quality and recovery, which we all definitely need. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system. With convenient daily nutrition, it's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health to make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash bears. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash bears to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance.
0: And I want to know if you're listening to us right now and you're not a member over at CHGO, like what are you waiting for? Like I would head over to allchgo.com and just sign up today because, you know, we have these podcasts and live shows and every team every single day, including post-game shows for, you know, when... Uh, those seasons are live. I know all of us here at CCO Bears are really looking forward to getting to the season uh, and breaking down those Bears games come September. And on top of that, too, when you become a member, you get some of that premium written content, for of our members at allccio.com. Of course, you get some free merchandise. Like If you go with the annual pass, like some dope merch for all the teams. I know Nick's family got his yesterday, and they look Awesome. Uh, And again, uh, members, you have an only, you have a discord that you can kind of join and talk with us. It's called the CHGO Lounge. Uh, there's different channels inside of there where you can talk about all the different teams uh, that matter to you. And I love, you know, going in there every single day and talking to, you know, those members inside of the bears channel and just kind of striking up a conversation, you know, with you as well. So again, you can head over to all uh, become a member today. And i like all those goodies, like the written content, uh, the free shirt, get some of that dope merch and hop into that discord and talk to, you know, Nick Adam and myself.
1: All right, we're going to keep things rolling here on the CHGO Bears podcast. Time to place your bets. And uh, we got some over-unders for the season. I'm uh, intrigued where we're going (laughs) to go with this. But who scores the first touchdown of the season? Now, I mean, it's a tough question. We don't even know who they're (laughs) playing in week one. Um, You know, so I might – yeah, feel free to – you, know, you have the freedom to change this between now and September, just so you know, based on okay. matchups. We'll so I just want to it. make sure that's clear. Um, but first touchdown of the
2: season, I'm going to go out on a huge limb here, David Montgomery. Oof. What a limb that you went <laughs> <yeah. laughs> down. Uh, yeah. And if you're in the chat, too, definitely pick who you think is going to score the first touchdown with all these bets that we have here. Yeah. What's your reasoning for David Montgomery there, Adam? I don't think. Well,
1: uh, I actually saw this being debated in the comments a few minutes ago. Um, He is the best player the Bears have on offense, Mm, and um, the grading out the film from last year confirms that. That's people for. I'm actually surprised people have such polarizing opinions on David Montgomery. Like, I don't know why he can't just be a really good running back. I mean, nobody's claiming he's uh, going in the Hall of Fame as a running back or anything like that, but he's a very valuable, good, durable player who's played through injuries, by the way, got back from a pretty significant knee injury really, like, pretty quickly last Mm -hmm. year, played well after all that. Like, I just accept him as a very good player. Uh, that the bears have on offense and he does grade out as the best player. Do I think, uh, eventually he might be on a different team because the bears might not be willing to pay him potentially should Justin Fields eventually be the best player on offense. You sure hope so. But at this point, David Montgomery is their best player still on offense and he's a good running back. So I'm going to give him the ball, um, you know, unlike Matt Nagy sometimes down at the goal line where they decide yes. to get all gimmicky. I'm just going to hand the ball off to him and let him score the
2: first touchdown of the season. I think that makes a lot of sense. I saw somebody, I think one person in the comments, new Johnson, I think you've said Byron Pringle. I'm going Pringle to score the first touchdown uh, because it's, what, April 5th, and I can say that right now, and there's not going to be many consequences. But, look, the Bears talked about how... Come on, draw the play up. What are we looking at here? What's, what's the play going to be? I think we're just running a slant. are <laughs> running a slant route from... And Slants? Brian what are slant routes? See, maybe we'll get some of those because you have Luke Getzi coming Bears from The Bears don't Green run Bay. slant routes. Devontae Adams used to run them all the time. You bring in Luke Getzi. We'll actually see one of those.
1: Wait, are you saying if it's third and four and you have a really good wide receiver, you just run a simple slant that the other team can't That's defend? how it's supposed to Is work. Is that what you're supposed to do? I
2: mean, oh. ideally... You must be watching
1: Packer film. Yes, that's exactly what it is.
2: But I'm going with Pringle. It's, uh, on the outside, someone that can line up in the slot, outside, and the Bears raved about him down in, uh, you know, at the owners meeting, right? Right there, Adam? So They got to rave about somebody. This is true. <laughs> this is true. So they're raving about Pringle. I'll, I'll take it for right now, April 5th. Byron Pringle is going to score the first touchdown.
0: I see Jackson in the chat, you know, give me a slant, baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there you we go. We're all dying for it over here in Chicago. Uh, for <laughs> me, I'm right there with Adam, though. I'm going with, you know, David Montgomery. The first person that came to mind was Monty. And that's not really surprised, right, Nick? Last year we did all of those, you know, game previews and who's going to be the MVB, And you know, six times out of ten, it was you know, Montgomery. The other four times, it was Roquan Smith. So going with the best yeah. player here. If I had to draw up to play, Adam, uh, I know you said you just won't get fancy and you'll just hand it off when you get down there near to the goal line. I expect them to break one. Let's go for a 40-yard run. You know, it's week one. Guys on defense haven't really gotten to full-on tackling mode just yet. Montgomery's going to break through that contact. He's going to be fresh. Uh, playing with that chip on his shoulder, contract year, so he's going to bust one week one uh, and really make you know some headway there. So David Montgomery first touchdown of the season, but I, I guess we get to change it. So uh, check in <laughs> in a few months.
2: So wait, we're not going to see him in the Wildcat like like Matt Nagy used to do, where David Montgomery's eh, getting the ball, and no, that's not going to be the thing.
0: Eh. <laughs> all right,
1: we're going to get the Bills week one. Oh, <laughs>
2: that's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> Just, <no one's>
1: gonna <laughs> uh, all right. Next one we have for you, Cole Komet. He was the graphic today. He was the yes, graphic today. Yes, he is the uh, the big guy we're talking about. He, it's not Jesper Horsted. It's Cole Komet.
2: <laughs>
1: Over under three and a half touchdowns for Cole Komet in his third season. He had zero
2: last year. Didn't, did not score. Did not score. Zero.
1: and. Even worse, I didn't even look that up. I just like kind of was like, yeah, he did <laughs> he not wasn't have in the end zone. zero. Like I just, yeah, he did not see him in the end zone uh, to his rookie year, though. And I got to say, a player I still like, mm-hmm. a player I still like a lot. I don't, I think, like many players on the list of guys we can go through, wasn't taken advantage of. Has you know a skill set that I would hope Luke Getzey and the new offense can take advantage of more. Um, so, all that being said, I'm taking the under. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you see how Adam <laughs> built up Cole Komet and yeah. then brought him back down. I well, mean,
1: it, it's it's you know, I'd like to see it go over. I I mean I just I still think the Bears are gonna be an offense struggling to score a lot of touchdowns. And so um and I think they'll probably be diverse in who's scoring those. Ultimately, I think he's probably gonna end somewhere like right around three. So I'm afraid to go over Three is actually the number we originally had it at, so I was going to do a push. But I think we made the right call to just add the hook on there. Um, so I'm going to take the under on three and a half.
2: Just kind of looking at the chat, I think people are, you know, uh, having some ex- some higher expectations for Cole Komet. I'm going over. I think there were a couple plays last season where you're like, man, Cole Komet almost had I, – I think the one, the first one that comes to mind, 49ers, was it Fred Warner, the right in the middle of the end zone, and Cole Komet – just fields almost connect. It's like I think that connection's gonna be a little bit better this season for Fields, Komet, and just them actually connecting and getting into the end zone. But I think we need to see it, to be completely honest. For well, a guy he that thinks
1: show he can make tougher catches.
2: That's yeah. So we need yep. to see that out of him. And being a second round pick and being the first tight end, you know, selected, like there there's expectations for him. And, you know, playing for his, you know, hometown team, like you you wanna see it happen. I think with Luke Getze. Because the Bears are putting a lot on the scheme, too, Adam. That's a mm-hmm. big thing, too. The scheme's going to make the players around them better. But I'm going to go over. I, I just have it at four. So just barely over there. But I think Cole Komet gets it.
0: Hey, if you're going to go for it, go for it, Nick. Let's go with ten. Double digits.
2: <laughs> All right.
0: Whoa. No, but from not 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 me. I was saying if Nick's gonna go, the oh, over, no. Just oh no, no, Reasonable no, 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 not me. God, no. Uh, I'm actually taking uh, the over though, uh, and that's really just for you know his sake because if he doesn't go over the three touchdowns, like we're getting into bust territory here, guys. Adam, you hit it. You know, zero scores a year ago, only one uh, as a rookie, and what really concerns me was the fact that he was the leading guy in the red zone for the bears last year 13 targets and seven catches yet he's mm-hmm. unable to convert any of those uh, into scores and if you look at like a jimmy Graham, he got five balls down there in the red zone four of those uh, were for touchdowns. so he needs to find a, a little bit of that jimmy graham magic for himself this year i hope Uh, That comes to fruition, and that's why I'm taking uh, the over, although I'm not going with, like, the double digits thing that I mentioned. (laughs) I'll sit somewhere like five to six, uh, but really need to see it happen because if not, again, like, I'm starting to look at this as, like, a lost draft pick if we can't climb to that next level this season.
1: All right. See, and that's where I get a little, like, almost annoyed with, like, the, some of the Cole Komet hate that's out there. And, and I, know, I know I'm just the one that just picked under on the touchdowns, but that's a different conversation in the receptions. This guy had 60 catches last year. Mm-hmm. 60 catches. Like, that's not nothing. In, in a horrible offense, he had 60 catches. That is far from a bust of a draft pick. Um in any no, if,
0: if he goes this year and he goes scoreless again, Adam, then we yeah. can have that conversation. But do that's you, what I'm saying. I,
1: like I just he deserves some of the blame for not getting in the end zone last year because there were some opportunities that he mm-hmm. left out there. Like I said, he needs to learn how to make tougher catches. Um but I would put twenty percent of that blame on him and the other eighty on the scheme and the coaching and some of the decision making. So um for a guy who's still You know, sometimes expectations get too high when the Bears don't have a first-round pick. I always talk about this. Like, (laughs) the second-round pick gets treated like the first-round pick. David Montgomery was a third-round pick. People forget that because he was the first pick the Bears had that year. So he gets treated like he's a first-rounder, like, in terms of expectations. When in reality... He's a great third-round pick for running back. That's why I like some of the hatred in the comments on the guy. I'm like, it's it's ridiculous. And same thing with Cole Komet. My expectations for Cole Komet were always Kyle Rudolph, not Travis Kelsey, Mm -hmm. not some of these ridiculous names that get thrown out there because of the Matt Nagy connection and the Chiefs and all that. It was Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph was a good tight end for the Minnesota Vikings for 10 years. That's what he was he was great in the community, great in the locker room, a leader on that team and Kyle and Cole Komet checks all those boxes. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, I'll I'll let you guys take him over here and I'll look up Kyle Rudolph's numbers, but I'm pretty certain that 60 catches over 600 yards in year 2 of his career. Yes, the lack of touchdowns sucks, but I think he's actually trending in that direction of being a pretty good tight end on a team um through his first two seasons.
2: I'll say this Rudolph real quick. Had
0: 53 catches uh that second season. So a little bit less than Comet, but again, nine touchdowns compared to the Goose. Egg.
2: I'll say this, so. what if we're only banking on Cole Comet to score touchdowns in contested situations where hey, you need to be just you just need to be more athletic than the guy box the guy out and be able to catch it, like that's that's on the Bears, like, to only put him in those kind of situations. Like, you can schematically draw it up where Cole Komet's just open, right? Like, that can be a thing. And so maybe that last regime kind of only put it on Cole Komet to make those contested catches. And he, didn't, he didn't deliver, obviously, with the zero touchdowns. So hopefully, again, going back to the scheme, can you get Cole Komet more of those just better opportunities to be completely honest, better situations where he can come down with some of these catches that are not – as difficult, but of course, you want to see those catches being made, but it's gonna be you know, scheme and, and on Cole Komet to kind of get that touchdown production up. Actually, I know a
0: guy who can make difficult touchdown catches on this roster <laughs> at the tight end position.
2: <laughs> uh who are you thinking of, Will?
0: Yeah, I don't need to say <laughs> it. Everyone in the chat knows.
1: Yeah, but by the way, I agree with you that that guy deserves more opportunity. You, Jesper Horstead, there's no question. Interesting, just looking at Kyle Rudolph's stats on that comp. Do you know how many years? Kyle Rudolph in his eleven year career so far has had more receiving yards than Cole Komet did last year. Two. Two.
2: I don't know. You how I guessed guess that? I just guessed Yeah. That. Okay. Right. yeah two.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was a really good guess. <laughs> yeah, he had uh he had eight hundred and forty with eighty-three receptions in twenty sixteen and then six hundred and thirty-four receiving yards and sixty-four receptions in twenty eighteen. Um, but there's a lot of years where, yeah, you mentioned the nine touchdowns one year, seven touchdowns another year, eight touchdowns another year, six touchdowns. Like, it, it, we all agree on that. We, you know, Cole Komet, that tight end position, you want to utilize that guy in the red zone, in the end zone, and score touchdowns there. I'm just saying, like, he is he is far from a bust of a pick at this point of, in his career, and I think that there's. Honestly, some slander that's a little ridiculous for the expectation. Like, people treat him like he's a top 10, like, Kyle Pitts-type draft pick. Like, come on. Different (laughs) (laughs) guy, Like, settle down with with some of this. Um, So, yeah, I'm taking the the, uh, under, though, still.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'll come back to the the under. But it's the the
1: Bears. That's the problem, and that's where we're going to – I think we're going to get more of that here in a second when we talk about the quarterback spot. Um, all right, but we're gonna switch to defense real quick. Over under three and a half interceptions for Jalen Johnson. Ooh, this
2: one's uh, this one's tricky, but I know it, how the graphics come up. Yeah, I'll go first. <laughs> you go first. Adam.
1: I will. I will. Uh, I actually already hate my answer. I'm gonna take the under because that's what I told our producers before the show. Um, but I do think the Bears are gonna get more takeaways this year. Because of the defense, because of Matt mm-hmm. Eberflus's um expectations. So for get for taking the ball away, you would think Jalen Johnson would get some of those. However, I also think he I like Jalen Johnson a lot. And when you look at the other corners, who are they? <laughs> uh, if crickets. I'm game planning against the Bears, I'm not throwing the ball at Jalen Johnson. And Why would you? That's a good game plan. <laughs> so, uh, I am – that's – that's. it's really about the targets there than anything else where I think I'm going to take the under um, because I think he's a really good player. And, by the way, those two players, Cole Komet, Jalen Johnson, drafted together in the second round a couple years ago. Those are not bad picks when you didn't have a first-round pick.
2: No, no. Uh, guys that have come in and, you know, become starters. But – I'm going the over for Jalen Johnson here and only getting the one interception last season, and that was against Joe Burrow. And then I think the next two plays, there were also turnovers from that Bears defense against the Bengals. But I think he has all the intangibles to definitely do it when you add the scheme, what Iberflues wants to do, and just the the emphasis on taking the ball away, I think it's just going to be a new demeanor for this entire defense of how they're trying to approach it. Um, but I feel like with Jalen Johnson... he just kind of looking at some of the stats in rookie season, 15 passes defended 2021. 20, he had nine. And again, when you have Kendall Vildor on the opposite end, opposite side, it's like, yeah, you're probably going to go target that guy a little bit more, but I think Jalen Johnson is easily capable of being that guy that can get over the three and a half interceptions. Again, I, I have one more. I have four. So not, not too much here, but I think just with the scheme itself, I'm, I'm buying what the bears are selling. I'm going to buy there for the defense. I think Jalen Johnson can reach that.
0: I like that, Nick, although I'm going to disagree. Uh, I'll take the under, uh, you know, I love Jalen Johnson. Uh, obviously, you know, I mocked him to the bears that off season and he was someone that I was really hoping would come to Chicago. And here he is, uh, but he's only had one season with three or more interceptions between his five years combined in Chicago and his time at Utah. Uh, other than that, though, now it's 2018 with four. Other than that, he's had you know one last year. Uh, then nothing is his rookie season. 2019, he had two in college. Uh, 2017, he had one. So not a lot of ball production there when it comes to the turnovers, and I knew that, uh, and I think a lot of people do too. Like He's bigger with the PBUs uh, than he is going to be with actually coming away with those interceptions. Uh, Adam hit on a really great point about the you know, seeing less targets, uh, and that, you know, picking on some of the other defenders uh, is something that's, you know, super easy uh, for quarterbacks to do. Uh, but I do believe this scheme and this system with him being more enabled to probably play with his eyes on the quarterback more should lead to some of those turnovers. Uh, but as of right now, just looking at his history, uh, it's hard for me to say over. Uh, so I'll take the under, but barely. Guys, we have a super chat from our own Jake Flan again. He says, is this correct? Only two tight ends in Bears history with more receptions in a single season, Ditka and Marty Bennett.
1: Uh, uh, with uh, more, recept- more receptions than Cole Komet had last year? That's yeah, That's what he's saying. Um Yeah. I mean. Not too encouraging. I, it sounds like Jake already looked this up. <laughs> so, yeah, where yeah, are exactly you at, I don't Jake? know. I guess it's correct. We don't <laughs> find any tight ends.
2: <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> Jake's over there in the kitchen area and giving us No, that's a good nugget. That's uh <laughs> that that's
1: wow, that's uh Jake. This franchise in this offense. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh which,
0: Greg Olson.
1: Uh well, you know. I think I think Greg Golson got the best of that trade. <laughs> to be clear. based yes, on see, yes, based on did. seeing that stat from Jake, um, it's probably a good thing that his he got traded. All right, last one we have over under. This seems high to me, but you know it really shouldn't be that high in in today's NFL. But it's the Bears over under twenty four passing touchdowns for Justin Fields. Mm. I'm taking the under because I know better. That's pretty much why. <laughs> I, you know, again,
2: tw- <laughs> I know, we already know we're going to have the little snippet.
1: <laughs> I, I, now, you said something like uh, the reason the num- 24 was set is the number was beca- uh, 24 two. and a half, by the way. Uh, Trubisky had 24 in his second season.
2: I think he had five in one game right against the Bucs. Yeah. Five or six. I think six. Six. I was at that game. Like, mm-hmm. I forgot how many. Like the little yeah. shovel one. What, I think it was Taylor Gabriel coming over the middle. But so he had a quarter point. of his touchdowns in one game against a crappy Bucks team. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm taking the under again. I just know better. It's, that's a high bar for bears quarterbacks. So the theme here is I like all of these players we're talking about, and I'm taking the <laughs> under on the stats. <laughs>
2: that's all right. Um, again, these are all very important players for what the bears want to do moving forward. But I'm also under on the 24 passing touchdowns for, for Justin Fields here Again, a lot is being built on the scheme, but who's he throwing it to? Like, I had Byron Pringle as the first touchdown reception of the year, and you have, of course, Darnell Mooney. We mentioned David Montgomery, and we'll see what they do in the draft, obviously. But that's still, I think, quite a jump because, what, Justin Fields had seven touchdowns this past in an offense that just didn't work, completely didn't work. But to make that jump, and I see in the comments a lot, everything's over so far. Come on, Adam, geez. It's one, one of the comments <laughs> in there. Um, but it's, it, can, the, can Justin Fields still show growth if he doesn't get that number? Yeah. And I think people are going to point to Trubisky. But look what Trubisky did in year two. He had 24. I know that argument's going to come up if he doesn't. But Justin Fields can still show a lot of great things. Even if he doesn't get the 24 passing touchdowns, how much is he getting away his legs? Right? So maybe we get yeah, over. if it's
1: total, I would take the over. Okay. If it's total yeah, I would take the over for Because I think 20 passing touchdowns make sense. Like, I'm not predicting him to have seven touchdowns again. Like, he, he should make a jump. I think 24 total touchdowns make sense. And I would hope that they do a better job of utilizing his legs to his advantage in a safe way. You know, not run him like Lamar Jackson, but more like Josh Allen. Find that
2: balance. Yeah. yeah. What, do you, what are you thinking, Will?
0: Uh, if we're looking at purely passing touchdowns, I'm also taking the under. And I know everyone in the chat saying over, over. It just shows how Hungry Bears fans are for, you know, mm-hmm. I would say normal expected play out of quarterbacks in this league. Uh, but, you know, hopefully we'll get there here soon. But there's only been one quarterback in the last eight years that has thrown more than 24 touchdown passes, and that's Jay Cutler in 2014 uh, when he threw 28. You know, Mitch had that 24 in 18. The Bears had 26 uh, in 2020 combined between Trubisky and Foles. But only one quarterback uh, almost in the last decade or so has done it. And that's Jay Cutler. And that was with, you know, Mark Tressman's offense. And he had a lot of weapons, though, uh, that he was able to play with there that Fields does not have. And that was like Cutler's, what, like seventh, eighth season as well. So uh, a lot more experience to kind of get to that point. But, you know, like you guys, expecting a jump. It's just a matter of how far will this jump go in Chicago where we just know historically quarterbacks uh, don't get to play uh, as well as they do elsewhere in the league. So I'll take the under, but boy, if he hits the over, just imagine you know the chaos that will ensue in the city.
1: Uh, Nick Johnson in there, I saw that comment, said that 24 passing touchdowns for Justin Fields is more believable than me dunking. <laughs>
2: <Ooh>. <laughs> wow. Yeah.
1: See, I think what people need to understand is <laughs> I was 18 years old. I turned 36 in like two weeks. That was half my life ago. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And and while I cannot deliver a a video of me c- coming close, like I can't prove it now because I can't. It, there's no it, inhale you know, I can dunk. Mm. I may still be able to get the rim. Okay. So you could project. So can we can. So there. I think if I can deliver a video of me touching the rim at least, then I would think like maybe 18 years ago you could be like. I think so. And that happened. That's... And I'm just going to need you to take that leap of faith with me. <laughs> I like it. Adam, uh, I knew it was
0: a long time ago when you said videotape. Like, no one videotaped it. Like, what? <laughs> well, no one had a <laughs> – did like, like, <laughs> we didn't have iPhones back then.
1: To, like, no one could
0: have – yeah. No, we're
1: aging uh, Adam Hoke here. Would have um, a, a very skilled Polaroid would have gotten it done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't right. remember the last time I heard videotape. But get, get to the break, and I'll, I'll head out. Great show, guys, and uh, I'll talk to you on Friday, all right?
2: uh, If you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And make sure you're checking
1: out all of our podcast live shows every single day. We appreciate all you guys that are in the comments. Even if you're telling me I can't dunk, it's okay. (laughs) You're here every day. We appreciate you. And uh, make sure you're checking out our other shows, too. Like, I keep telling you, the Bulls postgame shows are awesome. I was listening to our our White Sox podcast on my way home yesterday because, you know, I'm already stressed out about pitchers going down Mm -hmm. because this is what happens in spring training, right? Like, you know, yeah, number one starter down, you know reliever out for the year this is this is what happens is fine <laughs> and so i need to you know get it out of my system and those guys on the white Sox podcast yesterday vinnie herb and sean holding the fort down it was awesome so you make sure you're finding those shows not just the bears one here every single day post game shows and if you go to all we have that premium written content for members i have a 10 Bears stings up from uh, post owners' meetings last week. You can still check that out to kind of catch up on everything that happened last week. Uh, Nick and Will have been doing a great job breaking down some prospects that the Bears should go after, drafting. So you can read all of that uh, at allchgo.com by signing up for
2: merchandise. Get that free t shirt. You can buy more merchandise. You got the stickers on your computer today. I see that. Yep. If you can see that, if you're watching, you can see the CHGO and our cool little mascot there.
1: And you do get a free shirt when you become a member. And then we have the members only Discord in the CHGO Lounge. Um, I'm going to set up a chat soon, mm-hmm. like post show with some Bears fans on there, maybe even this week on that uh, Discord. So uh, check that out and uh, we'll let you know when that's happening. So that's all when you become a CHGO member. All right, we're going to sh- close the show today with um, a, a discussion that was happening on social media yesterday. Mm-hmm um and make sure you're following us on tiktok the chgo tiktok because um you get to hear luke stuckmeyer ask if this is a tick or a (laughs) talk.
2: that was hilarious which was hilarious
1: um but the question that
2: they're asking us around here um is our favorite bars yeah and like to be completely honest i'm like the only time i feel like i go to a lot of bars down here when i go on bar crawls yeah and i feel like when my friends and I are around, like, Sluggers is always a good time. Always a good time anytime we can go there, uh, get some good drinks, but it's always a good vibe. And I feel like, for me, I still need to explore more. Okay. Because there's, again, a lot, maybe there's better ones, but Sluggers, for me, is what came came to mind.
1: Well, my wife and I definitely prefer, like, dive-year bars. Okay, yeah. Um, and... Like, that's the thing in Chicago. You can't name the dive bars because they just, all they say is the old style sign out mm-hmm. front. Like, you know, then you have to like ask the bartender what the actual name of the bar is because <laughs> it's at? not even on the door. Um, but I'll give you one that I think qualifies because it's been there forever. It's actually on the block I grew up on, which the irony is we moved, um, my parents moved off that block before i turned 21 so uh, i never like was really able to enjoy it um but then i did as an adult when i lived back in the city that's the river shannon which okay. is uh at hudson and armitage which is just a great spot it's a smaller bar they allow dogs there and they have a oh, like, nice. game set up and it's just like it's a cool vibe so river shannon's uh definitely up there and then um you know when i like to go out f- to watch badger games in the city wills northwood's Inn. it's just a cool bar
2: okay what about it? In Wisconsin, in,
1: in yeah. Wisconsin, yeah.
2: What's like your your co- What was your college bar oh. going going back?
1: Well, you, they, like, if you somewhere? go to Wisconsin, you have, like, you have like a top ten. You can't just pick oh no, one. that's true. I was <laughs> going to give some
2: from Iowa City, but
1: I was asking you. But State Street Brats is obviously a place you have to have to go. Um, I think Wando's is still there. Brothers is the one that got re- that got okay. knocked down for because you know they had to build like a school building or something. Like because mm. people apparently have to Education. learn there. I guess. What is that all about? Knocking down bars for, <laughs> for more for classrooms. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, yeah, Wando's was a good one. Uh, I'll tell you why I used to watch Bears games when I was up there because, like, a lot of times they're playing up the same time as the Packers, so you, you can't watch the mm, game yep. unless you went to a bar. Um, and that was Jordan's Big Ten Pub. Okay, really cool place because they had like three different rooms. And what they would do was they'd have the Packer game out on in one room, like the big room, because obviously mm. it's Wisconsin. But yeah. they'd have a back room that they would have all the Bears fans in. And then they would have another room that would they'd have, like, all the Vikings fans in. So no Lions? Lions are just left out? No. <laughs> lions are the Lions. Um, but it created a cool atmosphere, especially sometimes, like, if the Bears were playing the Vikings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in separate rooms. But that was always where I'd walk down the street – um because i lived with all packer fans Ooh. all of them so gotcha, i would yeah. you know i have to walk my ass out of there by myself and just like <laughs> go See watch it. go watch a jordan's big 10 pub that was a good one too
2: you know i like the uh, the sports column that was in iowa city my uncle used to go there and that's the reason why i went to to university of iowa but when's your birthday you can get like 25 pitchers 25 bucks you went there just for the bar just just for for that bar yeah i thought i was gonna be a lawyer at some point and (laughs) then then the bars were there so it all worked out but spoco which which is what we called in also brothers was also the the spot in iowa city just to hang out watch a game watch the hawkeyes whatever did you say 25 pitchers for 25 dollars? i did and you know what we used to do (laughs) talking (laughs) 100 beers yes and what we used to do we had a friend who used to work there and it was like my birthday every other weekend it's like, hey, I'm turning 21 again. He's like, Nick, get out of here. You know, just get out of here. But, um, yeah, then he didn't work there anymore, so we couldn't get the pictures. What but. was the bar in Iowa City that was like,
1: was it, it's not Union, is it? No, it was, it was like named after airplanes or something. Oh, uh, it, it, yep, there airliner. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, we took a couple road trips over to Iowa City for, I've I never gotta been say, to Madison. Man, this is nothing, nothing personal. Those, those Hawkeye fans. I remember you telling me. Uh, among the meanest. And by the way, not, I'm not, not saying nice. Badger fans are Saints because <laughs> I've seen some bad stuff happen there too. But my trips to Iowa, whether it was as a fan in the stands or as a sideline reporter for Northwestern, man, those fans can be get rowdy mean. and The uh, complete opposite, Nebraska, <laughs> nicest place in the world. I can't believe it. Like, I want to hate Nebraska, but they just treat you so – it's almost aggravating how nice they are to you. Like, both times I went there with Northwestern, (laughs) Northwestern won the game, and they would stand on the street and applaud the buses as they drove away after the game. Who does that?
2: Maybe that's why they're not good at football. I don't know. Um, But (laughs) – They were 25 years ago. Yes. Like the Bears.
1: But Nebraska's back. Definitely this year, Nebraska's back for sure. That's an annual tweet of mine when they lose, <laughs> when they lose the opener cuz no team gets hyped up more than Nebraska in August and then they, loo- then they lose then they lose to Colorado in the first week, right? Always happens. So, yeah. Uh all right guys, we should get out of here, but uh a lot of fun appreciate everyone chiming in today. We'll continue to, you know, come up with with fun ideas and fun discussions like this as we get through the off season and the Bears uh, just kind of sit around waiting for I'm telling you though, some players are going to fall to them eventually. Whether it's in the draft or in free agency or some guy in August, like they're gonna they're gonna sign some more people and fill out this roster. They better because I think they have fifty seven players on the (laughs) roster. They're a little short. (laughs) You're allowed to have ninety, Ryan. (laughs) Matt, anybody? Anybody? Um, no, this is, I mean, that's actually going to make the offseason fun. There's going to be a lot of rookies and a lot of young players to, to kind of sort through, and, and hopefully they can take advantage of that opportunity. But follow us on Twitter, at CHGO underscore Bears, at CHGO underscore Sports. I'm at Adam Hogue. He's at Nicholas Moriano, at uh, Will DeWitt as well. The L's, though, are ones. So uh, you can find right there on your screen if you're watching on YouTube. If you miss any of this, remember, podcast always available. Wherever you're listening to your podcast, make sure you find it. Hit that subscribe button. Watch it on YouTube. Hit the notifications too when we go live. We'll have some, uh, you know, some shows that get moved around here and there with breaking news and things like that. You'll always be notified then when we have some emergency podcasts. Uh, thanks so much for watching today. We're back again tomorrow at 11 a.m.